Hey everyone, I'm John Avalon, senior political analyst and anchor here at CNN. You can watch my reality check segment every day on New Day. David is out until March, so buckle up to hear some new voices like mine on the podcast in the coming weeks. This is the CNN Political Briefing. So here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, February 7th, 2022. Two GOP members censured by the Republican National Committee on Friday, and it seems to be causing some cracks within the party cohesion. Yeah, the RNC voted to formally censure GOP representatives Liz Cheney of Wyoming and Adam Kinzinger of Illinois for their involvement with the January 6th committee. And that decision was not exactly out of left field. There's been a lot of fire directed their way. And if you want to know more about where that's come from, check out Friday's episode where we explain why and how the RNC reached this unprecedented point. But today, Adam Kinzinger told CNN what he believes the censure says about the Republican Party. I think it says that they are completely unmoored from truth. I think it shows that they have pledged allegiance to one man over any kind of principle, and they can call that like loyalty. I think it shows that this party is not committed to the rule of law, despite what they say. Meanwhile, yesterday, Mark Short, former Vice President Mike Pence's chief of staff, weighed in on the matter and plenty of others. Short made it clear that he does not believe the riot on January 6th that the U.S. Capitol can be described as anything resembling, quote, legitimate political discourse. And this is key because on Friday, that's how the RNC described it in their censure resolution. Legitimate political discourse. Listen to what we said on Meet the Press this Sunday about the matter. From my front row seat, I did not see a lot of legitimate mm-hmm. political discourse. In talking to some members of the RNC, I think there is concern that there are people who were there peacefully protesting who have been pulled into this, what I think has more become a prosecution by the January 6th mm-hmm. committee, and feel like they're being unfairly treated. Now, let's be clear. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th does not have the ability to prosecute anyone. At most, it can make a criminal referral to the Department of Justice. And today on CNN, Congressman Kinzinger also commented on the RNC chair calling this legitimate political discourse. You know, actually, it makes me pretty sad because I think it says a lot for the party and um, it says a lot to call January 6th legitimate political discourse. But, you know, it's actually just made me even double down on my intensity to get to the bottom of this because that's really frightening when, you know, half of the, in theory, half of the country's party is focused on complete denial of truth. Short also weighed in on this comment by his former boss made last Friday where Pence, for the first time, really stood up to contradict and rebuke President Trump's actions. And I heard this week that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. Short told NBC that Pence chose to rebuke the former president because it merited response. Short said Pence never wavered in that his role on January 6th was solely to certify the election, as vice presidents before him have done in time immemorial despite what we know is now the massive pressure that Trump and his advisors put on him to reject the ballots. Short did point out, however, that Pence apparently had concerns about the 2020 election, including the legitimacy of mail-in voting, despite there being no evidence of fraud. Pence's aide put the onus on Trump's advisors and not the former president directly on these schemes. I think, unfortunately, the president had uh, many bad advisors who were basically snake oil salesmen, giving him uh, really random and novel ideas as to what the vice president could do. Short said that Trump and Pence did not talk on January 6th, but that Short spoke with Trump's then chief of staff, Mark Meadows. And because of Trump's false claims that Pence had the power to overturn the election, a bipartisan group of senators is making sure there will be no confusion in the future. 
The group is focused on making changes to the 19th century law known as the Electoral Count Act. Now, this was created to give Congress a process to certify the Electoral College votes submitted by the states after confusion reigned in the wake of the 1876 election. Now, although this used to be basically procedural, it is a crucial part of the transition of power between presidents, one that Trump and his allies tried to exploit, including the infamous six-point memo written by lawyer John Eastman. In a rare bipartisan interview on CNN Sunday, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin and Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski seemed optimistic about their work on reforming the act. Now, here are the two senators discussing the Electoral College Act with our colleague, Jake Tapper. Oh, I think absolutely it'll pass. Some are going to criticize it for not being enough. Others will say too much. So I kind of have said, we're going to take the Goldilocks approach here. (laughs) We're going to try to find what's just right. Exactly. What we're looking at is now, how do we protect what happened in the insurrection? That'll never happen again, such as that people think they can come here and overturn it. But on the other hand, how do we protect election uh, workers uh, with uh, federal crimes if someone uh, threatens them or intimidates them or interferes with the election? And for his part, Trump has falsely claimed that this bipartisan group of lawmakers trying to reform the ECA proves his claim that Pence had the power to overturn the 2020 election. Although the Electoral Count Act is vague, and that's the problem, it is the clear role of the vice president to be ceremonial. That doesn't include the power to overturn the result of a presidential election. The idea that one person can overturn the will of the people is un-American, as Pence himself said in front of the Federalist Society on Friday night. But one last point. Although I talked about earlier that Pence has outright said Trump's claims were wrong, it remains unclear if the January 6th committee will subpoena Pence to testify. Mark Short said on Sunday that move would be unprecedented. I think it's very different to subpoena a former vice president to talk about private conversations he had with the president of the United States. It's never happened before. Committee member Zoe Lofgren told CNN Sunday that the committee might have everything they need even without Pence's cooperation. The issue for the committee is uh, getting all the facts. And we've said from the beginning, we will uh, seek testimony from anyone if we need it. The question is, do we need his testimony? Uh, We have received substantial testimony that may make that unnecessary, but we're sorting through it. As far as Short's testimony, CNN previously reported that Short and another top Pence aide, Greg Jacob, declined to talk about their direct conversations with Trump in their recent respective interviews with the committee, but they answered other questions. There's a lot going on, but that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back talking with you tomorrow. Be well. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.